0: Welcome. We hope you enjoy this recording from Christ City Church, based in Dublin, Ireland. For more podcasts and information on the church, please visit ChristCityChurch.ie. Thank you
1: for listening. Psalm 86, a prayer of David. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God, have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord, listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me.
0: Similar to humbling ourselves in a path of finding mercy, submitting to God and his ways can too be a path of uncomfortability. No one likes to do that. But David submits to his lordship because he knows he is in control and his ways are greater. And do you notice what foot David starts off on in his prayer, in his lament? He says, hear me, Lord. And if you look closely at what that says, it's Lord, but all capitals. You know, you'll come across the word Lord time again, time again throughout the Bible. Lord of Lords, Lord Almighty, Lord God. This is different to what David is referencing. He's saying Lord in all capitals. And where this is coming from, it's, it's an ancient word written in the Bible translated to a Hebrew word called Adonai. And if we keep going back a couple of steps in our, in our translations, we come to a word Yahweh. It means I am who I am. I will be who I will be. I am who I say that I am. I am the Lord. If we go back to Exodus 3 again, we get the origins of this great name of God. In the same scene with Moses up at the bush concerned at the welfare for the Israelites, Moses said to God in response, Suppose I say to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you can, shall call me from generation to generation. God is saying to Moses, I am past present, future, continuous. I never change. I am who I am, for I am the Lord. That is a name to be feared, reverently feared as David did. It's a name that is worthy to be submitted to. Who David is calling to is so much greater, so much more powerful than any humans who oppose you. David also draws in this psalm in verses 8 to 10 about this great characteristic of God. He says, He portrays his majesty in the power of the Lord, saying, Among the gods there is no one like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvelous things. You alone are God. So in prayer, when we're hurting and there's opposition, there's also emotions involved. So we too can apply this to our emotions because they may validly change, but God doesn't, as we've just seen. So we too can submit our emotions to him. David goes from one minute in the Psalms to getting undignified in front of the Lord, bringing the ark back to Jerusalem. He's dancing all over the place. The next minute he's wailing in his couch, crying, crying, how long, Lord, saying darkness is my only friend. Our emotions may change, but God's character, his truth and his word triumph over our weak and feeble emotions. Rather than suppressing his emotions, though, David expresses them to God. You know, this is the whole art of lamenting, to bring them before God. We give our emotions and feelings to him in full submission of who he is. So rather than seeing, someone, seeing God as someone who will ridicule you, struggle to embrace you, reach out with that awkward kind of side hug when we're weak and struggling and suffering like David was, change your perspective of him and who he is to someone who joyfully wants to reach out and embrace you. You know, he delights in seeing his suffering children running to him in their times of need because he is not just a lone God, as we just read. But if you look at verse 2, David says, you are my God. But as well as expressing these emotions to God, he isn't ruled by them either. He again submits to God's Lordship and He stands up for righteousness and truth. In verse 12, if you look at it with me, it's David is says, I will praise you with all my heart, I will glorify your name forever. Even in his distress, when he's weak and his emotions seem fragile, God is still worthy of praise to David. He doesn't let the emotions within himself rule him and take away his worship, no. Even in the pain, David's heart still chooses to say, God, you are greater because he is willing to submit to his lordship. So what are the fruits of this submission to the Lord? This great, powerful God who also loves us so deeply. Well, as we said, it's courage. In verse 11, where this whole psalm kind of points towards, it says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Teach me your way. I don't want to walk by, David is saying, I don't want to walk by my plans. I want to walk by yours. Your ways, God, with an undivided heart, knowing you are in total control. And that is where courage comes from. Because the reality is, we're not called to know the way sometimes. We're rather called to walk by faith. So we say, you know more than I do, God. I surrender control to you. I submit to your ways. I fear your name, for you are far greater than me. We can find courage because we know he is in control Matt Chandler, who is uh, the head of the Acts 29 Church Planting Network and a a pastor out in in Texas says, uh, in his great book, Take Heart on Finding Courage in the Age of Unbelief, he says, our God does not always make us stand or makes the storms of opposition go away, but he is able to make us stand up for righteousness and truth in those storms. That's the God-given courage that comes from having a view of the greatness of the God who is at our sides. And that's what David is able to do. The whole psalm is him standing for righteousness and truth. You know, when we have a greater view of the God who's at our sides, when we are then called to trust in him, have faith in him and in his ways, knowing he is in control, knowing what he is doing. You know, I went to watch Oppenheimer a few weeks ago. I don't know if many of you have seen it, but it's kind of like me going into that three-hour movie Sitting down, watching the first 30 seconds, leaving, going to find Christopher Nolan, and then lecturing and criticizing him on the plot of his movie. <laughs> or Augustine puts it a bit better. He says, "It's like you're pressed up against a stained glass window window. All you can see is a little smudge of green out of the corner of your eye. But God is standing at the back of the room. He can see the whole picture. He can see the whole window. You know, there will come a time when we will be oppressed or ridiculed for our faith, like what David was enduring for who we are. It may well have happened already to you, but in an increasingly anti-Christian world and an anti-Christian Dublin in an anti-Christian Ireland, when this happens, do what David did. Ask to be taught, to know his ways. Ask for strength like he does in verse 16 trust in the fact that he knows what he's doing, submit to his lordship. Because in our time of need, we can submit to his lordship, his all-powerful name, Yahweh, because we know he has the greater picture and he is in control. We can call upon this holy name through prayer and he will answer. But there was 2 one who through prayer, trusted in God's character, submitted to his lordship, who cried for mercy in the face of opposition, but one who would get no answer. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, knowing what was to come the next day, said to his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So he went away and prayed. He cried to his father, If there's any way, take this cup from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. And then he went back a second time and pleaded again. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. He prayed to God. He cried for mercy in that garden. But unlike us, he got no answer to his plea. But in full obedience, he submitted to God's ways. He said, your will be done. 24 hours later, he was hung on a cross, nails through his hands, blood pouring out for me and for you. By his humble submission, we now have eternal access to the Father. In Psalm 86, in David's prayer, he approaches God, his Lord on the basis of his character, of who he is. David knew who God was and who he was in him. And it's the same with us in Jesus. For those of us who are in him, we can approach Christ and call upon his name, not on the basis of our good works, but on the basis of what he has achieved for us. In Hebrews four, verses 14 to 16, it says these wonderful words. in our time of need. The reality is it's a long road home for us. Jesus walked that road too. So if you wanna find mercy like David did in your time of need on this road, you approach the throne of grace with confidence. Jesus endured everything we ever will and worse, every bit of ridicule and opposition When David cries out about arrogant foes attacking him and ruthless men trying to kill him in verse 14, so did Jesus. He knows the pain you are feeling and he wants you to draw near to him. So as we close this evening, and I invite Dan and Anastasia to come back up, if we know that we can trust God's character in our time of need and find mercy if we know that through submitting to him and his great name, we can find courage, where are we struggling to submit? To let go and surrender full control to him? Is it our emotions? Is it our doubts? What are we struggling to lay at the foot of the cross? Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence, with all of these burdens, all of these doubts, All this opposition because of what Christ has done on the cross for us. Lay them down at the feet of Jesus. Surrender full control to him. Find mercy in your time of need. And find courage in the face of opposition. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this lament of David thank you for his words and how he brought his emotions to you, Lord, how he stood for righteousness and truth. I pray we do the same. I pray you teach us how to lament. I pray that when opposition comes, you help us to look to you, to who you are, the Lord God, Yahweh, Adonai. I thank you that we have access to you. That we can call upon your name and you will answer god what of an amazing truth that is so lord i pray as a church here in dublin we approach your throne with confidence this week this month whatever lies ahead with all our hurts all our struggles all our doubts i pray that we come we find mercy and we find courage
1: in you